You guys hear our new theme song? Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're so stupid. <laughs> you sound so auto-tuned. Yeah, you sound like T-Pain to me. G-Pain? Gabby Pain? Gabby Pen? Let's do it, bro. A Gabby well, Pen? When you have a, an allergy an attack? Allergic re- allergic reaction to Gabby? Yeah, dude. Was I, don't it, that, I don't know if that's possible. But blue it has to, to, be, blue it has to, to the be sky, ad- yellow to the thigh. It has to be administered anally. Whoa. It, it would just be buffalo sauce. <laughs> I do love your buffalo G-Pain. sauce. Buffalo sauce? Yeah. Let's get it. Let's I'm get it. With the fryer. Oh. Oh. Double meaning. Uh, welcome back. Isolation part five. How's it going? This is part six now, I think. This is part five. I don't know, dude. I'm pretty sure you made last week part uh, five. I'm pretty sure I just looked and it's part five. This is my official on air apology to Gabby and to you listeners. It's part six. It's not part five. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Maybe you did it wrong. So it is part five. This is part five or part six? This is part five. I like six better though. This is return of the this is return of the what or Empire. Mm, a better number. It seems a better number. Oh, okay. The Empire Strikes Back of our of our isolation series. Turn the six upside down, it's uh, nine now. Nine now. <laughs> we are <laughs> we uh, we are in for some twists this week if we are in part five, because historically those always have the twists, right? Can I tell you how my mom told me how to write fives as a kid? Because I could never understand how to write a five as a number. She described it as a guy wearing a hat with a huge beer belly, and that's how you would draw a five. She would oh, yeah. just... <laughs> with no legs. Yeah, with no legs. <laughs> it's pretty weird, man. But it it worked. I, the five is easily the best number that I could make now. How did she teach you how to write the letter S? Uh, she said, "Imagine a snake," and then I. Every time I draw it now, it looks like you. All I can think of is Trogdor. You draw an S, and then you draw a more different S. Make it a dragon. Make it a dragon. Trogdor! All right. Uh, I'm a little... Well, yeah, welcome back, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a fun week. What do you say? You're a loser? No, you said I'm a little offended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why, dude? He called you Trogdor. I don't know, man. I don't know if I like it. Okay. Apologize. Chaye. Apologies. <laughs> if you ever want to get jigglings again. All the time. Ugh. Isolation. Uh, right, guys? As Papa Roach said it, isolation got no breathing. Don't give an F if my heart stops beating. So what are you guys... What was your week like, people? Um, I feel like my week was a little slow. I didn't really do much. That is not compelling podcasting, Gabby. Fucking step it up, please. Um, I started The Wire. I'm two episodes into season one. Why would you not lead with that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I literally just started that yesterday. So like leading up to the... It's been a boring week, but uh, I, I started really... watching the greatest television show of all time. <laughs> so I'm two episodes in, and it's not the greatest show yet, but it's 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 placing some pieces into place, right? I guess some building pieces. Um, I'm trying to remember what else I did this week. Did I do anything else? You made chicken wings and brought them to Daniel. I did. Very appreciative. Thank you very much. I did. I did make chicken wings for Daniel. He was someone that was on my list that I haven't made chicken wings for and delivered them to his house. So it was nice to see you in person. Where was I on this list? I just had a curiosity. Uh, Like Kyle got them before you did. So just picture that. No, but Kyle also picked them up from my house. I've only delivered them twice to you and to Ortega. Yeah, to both of us. Yeah, so that's that's okay. I'm okay with that. I just like if you were like, yeah, you're like the eighth person on my list. I would have just shut the room. I also I gave him. I also gave him that beer that you liked when you came over to my house, Shane. I don't know. I don't know if he actually drank it though. Oh, the chupacabra beer or whatever it was. The tall one, yeah, the one with the like, the green, the one that Kara said she got it from like some sort of work thing. Yeah, it was that beer's really good, surprisingly. Yeah, so I gave yeah. that to Ortega as well. I'm not sure if he actually drank it, but I, I haven't. Think... I haven't drank it yet, but it's at the front of my fridge to drink. That's my next beer. Yeah, and we BBQ um, this weekend. Did I do anything else? I think that's it. I don't think I watched anything else. Oh, that's good. Yeah, any, any gaming or anything like that's pretty. You're right. It is a boring week. I did. I oh. played a lot of Call of Duty. I played a lot of Call of Duty this week. Tell the Logan story. Which is the Logan story about uh, when Kara requested a song? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So super proud dad moment. Well, yesterday actually happened. We were outside on our terrace. Oh, that's not something I've also done. I've gone IKEA twice this week picking up tiles for the terrace. Um, but yeah, we were outside yesterday and Logan, sorry, not Logan, Kara was speaking to Alexa to request the Tame Impala Essentials playlist on Apple Music. And then Logan, my three-year-old daughter, shouted out, Tame Impala is the best. And I, <laughs> I was so proud. I was just, I was so, I was so proud, man. I is literally, three, Logan, is, yeah. your, is your three-year-old doing psychedelics? Like that's, I feel like that's. Yeah, she's she's been eating all his uh, fuzzy gummies. <laughs> no, no, they're so, the best. I just looks like Gabby and Oshie. I'd really be. I'd question my parenthood <laughs> if I uh, if I did that. But speaking of psychedelics, I did watch. Also, I do remember now. I watched. Uh, uh, have a is it have a good trip. Yeah, 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 have have a good trip, adventures in psychedelics, and I think I'm ready to do mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I hope my mom's not listening to this, but yeah, I think I'm ready. I do want to do it. If I do it, I want to do it at the cottage. So oh, um, some pointers so for people who have never done it. Apparently, one thing to do when you're on hallucinogens is to never look into a mirror, like ever. So point taken. Avoid mirrors, which won't be that hard since there's only one over at uh, the cottage. But yeah, uh, overall, pretty slow week, um, but fun. I'm glad I finished my terrace today. It's done. The tiles are done. Um, so that's been good. A lot of time outside. The weather's been great. Well, that's good. Yeah. How about you, Shane? I uh, returned to work this week after I wished it upon a podcast, which seems to be a, a trend here. Anything we wish on a podcast comes to fruition. Alan Wake comes to Game Pass. Tony Hawk gets remade. I go back. Oh, to man. I have, I have some predictions later then. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I returned to work this week. Um, it was It sucks working in a mask. It's completely exhausting, but... Uh, it was good to get back. It was it was actually nice to get back. So I got I go back to work again this week for a couple of days, and then uh, we wait and see when we open. But um, what else did I do this week? Um, I finished BBC's version of The Pride and the Prejudice, uh, which was six hours long. Um, that was great. I watched. Uh, a bunch of different movies. I watched uh, Being John Malkovich for the first time. So with, good. I can't believe it's the first time you ever watched it. Yeah. I've never, I, I've never I, seen I it. Thought it was amazing. I, 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 oh, I man. It's, it's so good. It's a great movie. If okay. if you like, you definitely want to be on Edibles and watch it, Gabby. You, you, it'll, <laughs> it'll blow your mind. What kind of movie is it? It's a comedy, but that's all you need to know going into it. It's directed by Spike Jones. Okay. Who directed? Is it, is it an older movie? Uh, it's from '99, I think. Okay, so relatively old, twenty years. It's like a young, young John Cusack is in it. Young Cameron Diaz, John Malkovich, obviously is in it. Okay, okay. But uh, imagine yeah, if he wasn't. Great. Yeah, John Malkovich isn't in the isn't in it. It's um, just people telling stories about what it's like to be John Malkovich, <laughs> but John Malkovich is actually not in the movie to confirm yeah. or deny any of it. It's just all lies. Um, so I did that. Um, I played Super Mega Baseball 3, The Trial. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it, so I went back and, and played Super Mega Baseball 2 as well. Um, all it's been doing is making me crave playing catch again, which I think we're getting to a state where we should be able to play catch again soon, Ortega. One day. sanitize the ball after every throw. I think that's the rule. No, Yeah, we could just get like a bucket of balls and just throw a new ball every time. I think if you if we wear a mask, we're fine. I'm, I was just making a joke, man. I know, but <laughs> I'm just being a realist. I just want to – I don't want to shoot – I want to wish it so we can do it. Um, what else did I do this week? Um, oh, I started watching um, on YouTube uh, Taiko Watiti. Wadi, Watiti. Taika? Taika. He's doing a reading of James and the Giant Peach with a bunch of different other celebrities, like for charity. Cool. Um, so That's I've been awesome. watching that. Um, I'm on episode four of it. Uh, he's had Liam Hensworth, Nick Kroll, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Benedict, Cumber- Benedict Cumberbatch, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Sarah Paulson. Um, what's that guy's name who Shay loves? 
Um, oh, the the Indian guy. Yeah, what's his name again? Um, he's in that new Kumail and Jami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kumail. yeah. Kumail is in it as well, and Eddie Rindman. It's like, it's really good. It's re- it's definitely worth the watch. I was like cackling like a little child in my bed while I was watching it. So that's been great. Nice. Yeah. So it's a lot of that sort of stuff this week. But it's been good. It's it, the weather's been nice. I got an ankle burn sitting outside for thirty minutes, so summer's really kicking in. Oh, buddy, I actually, yeah. Speaking of like, I guess injuries, I like got a nasty scar on my leg yesterday. So yesterday, I was folding my my little portable like Coleman barbecue, and I forgot to lock it once I folded it in. And when I started moving it, it unfolded and it like totally like destroyed my leg. It's gross. Did you say but you yeah. got a scar, like an instant scar, like it instantaneously cut you and scar you at the same time? Yeah. So imagine like a really deep scratch. I can send you a picture if you want. Like a gash. I don't want to see that. That's okay. But it's <laughs> yeah. like a gash. It's gross. It stings and it's uncomfortable. But yeah, because it, it didn't bleed a lot. That's why I say it was like a deep, like a gash, I guess, a deep scratch. Um, yeah. So I got a little injured yesterday. But... Make sure that you um, put uh, polysporin on it. You want to bring some over to my house, bud? Dude, as long as I get to apply it for you. <laughs> that's it. That's you got yourself a deal, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, what did you get up to? Well, I don't I want to know how I play into polysporining his wound. <laughs> oh, we could FaceTime you. That's not okay. That's that feels like that feels like being second on the chicken wing list all over again. Um, <laughs> he's, being, he's being cuckled virtually. <laughs> <laughs> Healthcucks.com. Yeah. Oh, God. Healthcucks. Cut cuck? Are you a cut cuck where you watch someone else take care of someone else's cut? Shane gives him a flu shot. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a good week. I was telling Gabby I, uh, I watched uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Hmm. I feel like I feel like I can't watch a sing like a singular movie without like watching the entire thing now. So like if I watch one of the Star Wars movies, I end up going on like a large Star Wars binge and watching all six or nine so you're now. You're oh referring to movies that have sequels. Yeah, of course. Like I'm not just gonna like play it back right after. Right. Yeah. I had there there's yet to be a movie where I've done that. Um but yeah, so I watched Batman Begins for the first time in it hasn't been that long. I think I watched a trilogy last year, but something about just the Batman um, uh, Christopher Nolan trilogy. Like anytime I watch the first movie, I'm just so pumped. Like it's like I'm watching it the first it's a, time. It's a, it's a good one. That's a, that's a solid movie. It's just so like, I mean, I, okay. So here's my, my history with the trilogy. I had never seen Batman Begins before I watched the dark Knight, And I went opening night to go see the dark Knight. Oh, and, really? I sat, and I sat in the front row of the theater because it was that busy and is the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a movie in my entire life. Um, and I didn't realize that there was like a, of a, a movie that had come before the dark Knight, So I thought it was just a standalone entry. Where um, are you living under a rock? Like, how did you not know that? It was, I, w- I wasn't a big Batman fan in high school. And I, because at the time, like throughout the nineties, I had watched the animated series and I, that was really my experience with Batman. Like not really, I hadn't watched any of the other earlier movies other than if they were on TV kind of in passing. Yeah. But so I, like, feel, I feel like you're a pretty like well versed person of media and like well, entertainment. You haven't seen young Daniel, obviously. <laughs> yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, like I'm talking, I would have been maybe like 13, maybe 14 years old. When yeah, came he was out. gang banging, not like banging <laughs> a bunch of people, but like he was a gangster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Over in Cuba. But it oh. wasn't, uh, I was here the whole time. They didn't have the, the dark Knight isn't in Cuba. Actually, <laughs> I'm just joking. What is the dark Knight in Spanish? What is that? I was just, I was just thinking that. And let me see. I, I don't have a direct translation. I'm sorry right to now. derail your, your story. You should go back to it whenever you, yeah, whenever you want. <laughs> just real quick sidebar. While you look that up, the only movie I've ever sat in the very front row of was 102 Dalmatians. And that's, that that was that's, <laughs> one hundred and two, not one hundred and one. Yeah, one hundred and two. Yeah. The sequel. The sequel. <laughs> hey man, 
to the I'm good place. Say... Disney movie one hundred and one dollars. <laughs> I'm the I'm the, the trailblazer. I watched oh, one hundred and one Dalmatians, and then I needed to see one hundred and two Dalmatians in theaters. You gotta watch everything that follows the timeline. Somewhere in Brampton. Good for you, man. Silver City Cinemas in Brampton. <laughs> with with uh with Mama Dukes. No, it was with my friend and his family, but um. That that theater now primarily just plays Bollywood movies. Nice. Yeah. Ortega, where are we at with your fact check, buddy? It's not so much a fact check, but it is. It does not roll off the tongue the same way the tongue that the uh, that the Dark Knight does. The official title in Latin America was Batman, El Caballero de la Noche. Yeah, I love mid noches. <laughs> in All Spain, right. in Spain, it was El Caballero de la Noche. So they took El away Caballero the de la Noche. How was that? Was that pretty good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I think I might watch The Dark Knight in Spanish next time. I would love to hear. Hola, Robin. ¿Cómo estás? You sound like Abed or Troy. Right. <laughs> I can't tell which one. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I I had never seen Batman Begins before watching The Dark Knight thinking it was standalone. And then it took me years to go back and rewatch it again. And then uh, last time I was at the Cinesphere and played an IMAX, I went to go see it. And it was absolutely amazing like it's just a beautiful movie in imax that first sequence when they're doing the bank heist is just yeah it's fucking awesome so yeah so now it's uh it's been something that like i watch pretty much anytime i see it's on like um netflix or it's available on amazon prime or whatever so i watched that yesterday and then into today i watched the dark knight rises which i think is a little bit disappointing after all these years i really liked it when i watched it in theaters but it's a little bit disappointing now um and then other than that, a couple of other things during the week, just uh, continuing to grind away in Final Fantasy VII. I'm pretty much, I want to say I'm about 80% done right now, so I'm getting close nice. to the end of that. Close um, for me to borrow it. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for you to play it as well. There's some stuff that I have to go back and play. Um, again, because there's things that you miss in chapters that you can only do on a secondary playthrough. Uh, there was a sequence. Okay, here's here's something. I was playing probably for like a good six or seven hours. Like I was just, I was marathoning this thing. Yeah. It's probably around like one o'clock in the morning. There's a sequence. Okay. Do you remember the cross-dressing sequence from yes. the, when you're in Midgar? So I was at yeah. that point and he's doing the dance number on stage with, um, with the endorsement person. I forget what his name is. I think it's Andrea. And it's like a five minute dance sequence and the lights are fucking on. Like they're so, so, so erratic and like, the only way I know how to describe them is like epilepsy inducing. Like it's it it's the most uncomfortable I've ever actually felt watching something on screen where it's like flashing over and over again. Okay. To the point where I actually had to look away from the television for like a good thirty seconds because I was like, this is fucked. Like this is this is too much visual stimulation. And I've never felt like that playing a video game before. But it just kept going, and you have to do these like the, these uh these button timed presses, and I just couldn't do it. Like it's there was just too much distraction going on. It might have been because I was tired and I was playing it for so long, but. It was crazy. Like, you know, when you get those like epilepsy warnings at the beginning of like video games and it's like, hey, prolonged yeah. time that you're playing it. It's the first time that I've ever like, like been like, this is probably one of those sequences that like you, you should not play if you're if you're epileptic or if you've ever experienced a seizure before. Right. Um, it was really weird. So I'm I'm excited for you not to play that part, but I'm excited for you to play the game. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. And I've been I've been kind of off and on with that. And then obviously playing The Last of Us as part of Survive and Endure. Um, so it's been kind of back to back. My days off mostly comprise of me playing Last of Us and then diving into Final Fantasy VII for a couple of hours, and then just kind of you know spending some time with the dog, barbecuing. It's been yeah. ni- it's been a nice week. So a lot of uh, a lot of bike rides and activity and stuff like that. Um, yeah, for sure. I was outdoors a lot. Just real quick, hours ago. So can I ask you a question? Sure. As someone with zero knowledge to the Final Fantasy series, you just described a scene, a cross-dressing dance number scene with seizure-inducing lights. How, what yeah. What is going on in this game? Like, can you just tell me, like, give me like a 30-second synopsis of what sure. that is about? So there's there's a sequence in the, there's a part of the game when you're in the city and uh, Tifa, one of the main characters, gets... You, you're basically part of a terrorist organization called Avalanche, and you go into the city to go and save Tifa, who's been like groomed to be the next like wife of Don Corneo, who's a villain in this particular city, and or in this particular section of Midgar story. 
which is the main city. And uh, you have to go through this like sequence where you're trying to get endorsement from the the trio, which are these three people that run this like particular district. And uh, the character that you're traveling with at the, this point, her name is Aerith. So she's obviously a female. She gets endorsed after you do a couple of tasks for this other person. But then in order for you to be able to get behind these closed doors where Tifa and Aerith are going to be, there's like this idea that you that Cloud will dress up as a woman and then uh, get in so that he can kind of see what's going on with his Don Don Corneo dude, and it uh, it's it was weird to like see it translated into Final Fantasy VII the remake because obviously like twenty years ago or whatever it was twenty three years ago in an eight bit version of the, or a thirty two bit version of the game it was a little bit more like like cartoony and you can boxy. play with it like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was he was boxy yeah he had huge sexy? shoulders did he turn sexy yeah he's sexy dude honestly like Adam out is a good looking guy for sure I've been telling Gabby like like. They, Final Fantasy did some quality work with what everybody looks like in this game. Everybody is super attractive. You guys got to start watching RuPaul's Drag Race. If you're into that, that sounds like an episode of RuPaul to me. Literally yeah, the yeah. exact same storyline. Yeah, I, I mean, I tried to watch it, remember? <laughs> <laughs> the finale Anyways, yeah, is next week, just saying. Finale? Finale. So yeah, that's been my week for the most part. And then uh, check out Survive and Endure. I'm going to plug it again because we're going to have a third episode coming this week. And and Last of Us is getting closer and closer. We've officially reached the under a month mark. So I am under a month. Out. Wow. And uh, that's pretty much it. We've got some big TV shows coming out this week. I'm looking forward to. So um, oh, yeah, the space one, right? Yeah, that space and Port. there's another Central Park. Central Park, yeah. So Central Park is going to be out on Apple TV Plus. It's uh, it's a show made by uh, Lauren Bouchard, who is behind Bob's Burgers. Um, oh, the musical one you were telling me about, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. And then Space Force is out on Friday on Netflix, which is Steve Carell and the creator of The Office's Netflix show based on the Space Force. The American and Office. The American like, Office, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question, Daniel. Sure. This hypothetical right now. Um, the last of us two what happens if it sucks it's that's not it's not gonna be a thing like what if it's it does, a dumbest hypothetical that's like <laughs> gabby will you ever not hypothetically like speaking hypothetically speaking yeah what if yeah i'm trying to find something chicken wings went one. extinct I'm yeah just, what if all the chicken that you've been making us isn't chicken I'd be, I'd Even be, though you bought I, it, I'd and be, you have evidence to show that it was probably fucking chicken every time you've made it, I, I'd be, I'd be devastated, man. Yeah, so that's this, that's the same answer for the Last of Us. You'd be devastated. Yeah, of course I'd be devastated. It's not going to happen, but I'd be devastated. Do you, do you think you have such a lens on that because you love the game so much? No matter what happens, you'll say it's a good game. Naughty Dog has not made a bad game, therefore I don't think it's possible for Naughty Dog to make a bad game. All right. <laughs> You do this every time I'm excited for a video game release. I'm just so excited. And the only time that you fucking did it and it like hurt was when you were like, what if Mass Effect sucks, dude? And it did, right? I know it fucking did. And you put that fucking juju on it for the five years I was waiting for it, you piece of shit. So stop doing it. Stop I, ruining fucking games I'm looking forward to. I apologize. Anthem. I can't wait. I can't I can't wait for Halo Infinite. Most anticipated game. Uh, of all time. I'd be I'd be I'd cry, I think, if it, if it was bad. Did you know that Naughty Dog made a game called Keef the Thief? That sounds like a rapper. Yeah, it's about Chief Keef. Yeah. And they came out with a game called Dream Zone. Ooh. I like dreams. Uh, there is a rumor, actually, this week. This got me very excited. We still don't know anything about PS5, which really is really shitty. But the, um, the magazine's I'm, coming out soon, no? It I don't, is. I, I don't know I where you read that, Ortega, because I cannot find that anywhere. Okay, I'll link you to it. And I'll link our our, uh, our very loyal listeners who have endured with us through two long Ooh, breaks. This guy dropped the uh, podcast again. Yeah, I'm always going to do it. Uh, yeah, I'll link you to it after. The uh, the rumor that came out this week was that Blue Point Games, who has been teasing that they're working on remakes and stuff like that, is actually working on a like a retelling of the original Jack and uh, Jack and Daxter trilogy. 
Um, they they worked on Uncharted, uh, rem- like they remastered for PS4, and then they actually worked on, if I'm not mistaken, they actually worked on the Jack and Daxter games that were remastered for. They also did Shadow of the Colossus. They did Shadow of the Colossus. There's rumors that they're working on Demon Souls. So, if the announcement is that Jack and Daxter will be coming back as like a remake trilogy, I will be mm-hmm. fucking through the roof. And didn't you call that on the last podcast as well? Did I, you I always, that you wanted to jack. I think he, I think he talked about it on the. I know he talked about it on Survive and Endure on episode one. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm always like, it's so far removed now that like I, I don't mention it as often as I used to. But you guys know me. Like Jack and Daxter is one of my favorite franchises of all time, and I've been waiting for some sort of news on it. And if there is news on it, and it and it comes out even close to the launch of PlayStation Five, I would be so stoked. I never played Jack and Daxter. Neither have I. They're very cartoony. Like they're very much, um, they're very much in the same vein as like Nino um, Ratchet and no Ratchet and Clank and and Sly Cooper and stuff like that. I really, I also didn't really enjoy Ratchet and Clank very much. Really, I love those games. I thought they were great. <laughs> that's fair. They're not for everybody, but um, but yeah, man, that's 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 big news for me. That might be my generational like. Like that's the thing I'm looking forward to most. That and then the rumored Mass Effect remaster that also was was uh, being teased a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. maybe Too Human too. Too Human three. <laughs> too <laughs> Human. Too Human two came out. That was a thing. I'm pretty sure it came out. Yeah. No, I thought they had to cancel Too Human. Did they call it? Did they call it Too Too Human or did they call it Too Human two? Oh, well, I, I hope they didn't call two. it Too Too Human. Two, you just call two. it T two, just T two. There, there is no two human two. Oh, thank God, that game was awful. It got pushed back forever. It was made by Silicon Knights, though. It was, but they went through like bankruptcy and stuff like that as that thing was being developed. I'm pretty sure, like, they sued Epic for they, their they engineering got sued, yeah. like that. They got sued, yeah. while they, and then they had to pull all the copies of Two Human. It was crazy because they they announced Two Human, Lost Planet, and Mass Effect, all of which had the same amount of syllables. I, I don't actually know if that's true. Uh, but they all had two, uh, like, words in their name. They and did the, the same amount that came of syllables. Was good was Mass Effect. And then you named your dog after it. I did, after Garrus. Great. Yeah, buddy. So good. Well, I think, I think the, the key to success for Daniel is, like, you need a space-type dog creature, and he just loves that shit. He looks like a bird, but okay. No, I mean, like, you look at Ratchet and Clank or, and Jack and Daxter, and they both have, like, hairy space creatures that could be almost like a pet, and you love that shit. And then you named your dog Garrus. So just I think eat that's, it your, up, eh? that's your kink, dude, I think. Dude, Otzels just look like, I don't know, they just, they look like rabbits closer than they look to dogs. Yeah, but it could be a pet, is my point. You love space pets. Humans interacting with space pets is your thing. Yeah, dude, I like pets. Do you not like pets? Are you pettist? Well, Are you a pedophile? <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. I knew you were gonna say that. No. Cool. Uh, but I do enjoy Neopets. That's the end of my statement on that. Okay. I'm glad we established that. So it's safe to say that if they do remaster Jack and Daxter, you will not be interested because only I enjoy having space pets. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There is a character in, I don't know if this is going to change your mind. There is a character in Jack and Daxter that looks like Lola Bunny from Space Jam. Are you more interested or less interested now? Less. <laughs> That's uh, uh, Cool. I can't believe you tried to use that as a selling feature. Daxter looks like Timon. Oh my God. Enough of this. I don't want to Sorry. hear about your weird space pet kink. It's such a it's it's such a good game. Okay, but anyways, of Lola Rabbit, <laughs> she played basketball. She's coming back in Space Jam too. Oh. We're in the four or five. I don't I don't know if that's gonna be true or not. I actually don't even know if she's in the movie. Um. So yeah, that's been the week. That's been isolation so far. Uh. So yeah, big week. TV shows. Um. No movies because everything's still shut down for the most part. Um, that's it. Or it, what's it called? Ten, tenant, tenant. Is yeah, there's a tenant trailer this week. Did you guys watch the trailer? No, I didn't want to boot up Fortnite. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube now. I think it just debuted in Fortnite. Oh no, I also don't watch trailers, so I should probably should have led with that. Yeah, you probably should have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, so dumb. Uh, yeah, that's it's. Uh, yeah, it's that's, still that's a good recap, Andrews, right? That's yeah, I think it's that's what they said. July, right? I think July seventeenth is its its tentative date. Mm, Busy day. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Sushi. And uh, Paper Mario come out that day. And then Tenet, if it retains its release date, which it likely will not. Wow. That's crazy. It's hard to, it's hard to imagine that, that, um, that theaters will be up and running by July 17th. So I can't, I can't see it coming out that, that time. Huh. Which is unfortunate. Too many movies have been pushed back this year that I was looking forward to. Yeah. This year's been real shit for movies. We missed out on one piece of, uh, not necessarily news, but I guess it's the closest that we've come to hearing any kind of news on the front of sports. Um, last week, we obviously talked about The Last Dance and about MJ's legacy, which was great. And I feel like it kind of held us over for the five weeks that it that it was going on. Um, but obviously, like NBA season, hockey, we would be pretty deep into the playoffs by now. We might actually even be in like the the... Either the, it's not like the finals, or the finals, yeah. Um, sure, so yeah. it it really sucks that it hasn't come back. But we did see um, some preliminary talks about the way that the season would kind of continue if it were to continue. Um, some of the sites, some of the landing zones for that. I know the MLB had a proposal to start the season in baseball, um, pending the players' associations' agreement on it. And there's been a lot of discussion about that. And then the NHL released kind of their. Um, skeletal, uh, sorry, their skeleton of what they wanted their plan to look like in terms of a playoff format. Um, so we could talk a little bit about that, but we'll, I mean, the first question here, I definitely have a strong opinion about this, but do you guys think that we should be going back? Should we consider sports? Should we consider having athletes compete without uh, the energy of crowds? Like, I, I, I mean, I've watched sports kind of like overseas in Korea with their baseball league and with Japan playing without spectators. And it feels so weird and so different to not have the energy of a crowd behind you. But I, I don't know where you guys land on this, but I feel like it's a, it's a big part of the experience with sporting events. So it, it feels empty a little bit. It doesn't feel quite as, um, as full or as, as, uh, as exciting as it would if you had, you know, 50, 60,000 fans cheering in the, in, in the stands. I think it's, finally time for every stadium to feel like the ACC when the Leafs are playing. It's just purely <laughs> dead. And just nothing. Takes the air right out of it. I Like, you know, I'm not necessarily a huge sports guy. Like, I, I don't, it's not something that I go out of my way. I would say that I moderately enjoy it. I, I love watching the Leafs play. I enjoy watching the Raptors play. And there was a time in my life where I really enjoyed watching the Jays play. And, like, I do miss being able to put on a game, though. I think the crowd is the soul of the game. Like, it, it really is what gets you hype. But at the same time, you can see arenas with dead crowd. But it, the crowd plays such a pivotal role in motivating and demotivating players um, that you'd be missing a whole dynamic from it. So I think if we did return to, to the seasons, every champion, every winner would have an asterisk beside it. Like this would be the year of asterisks for everybody because it, does it really count? It, is it really legitimate? If you were to stack up, would you be able to do it again? I don't know. It would be it would be interesting, um, but like, also I don't know if you saw this, Daniel, but you were talking about Korea, and in South Korea, a soccer team uh, used sex dolls to fill. Yeah, their... I was, was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they used sex dolls to fill the stands. Like I don't that's know how if there's a, they are. I don't know if there's a more motivating inanimate object, though. To be honest <laughs> with you. Like there's there was a picture of a male sex doll that they used giving two thumbs up. I thought that was a classic. Like I, I that would motivate me. He didn't give That's one thumbs saying. up. He gave two, which is perfect. Like thumbs up, thumbs up, right? Exactly. I I don't know what you would be able to do. Like maybe have everybody hot mic'd into the stadium and everyone talking is what would fill the stands during the game, so you would get live like audio from fans remotely. I don't know. <laughs> With like a five second delay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The play's already done. Yeah! 
Yeah. There's there's so many there's so many different variables, right? Like I for the longest time I thought for sure the season was going to get scrapped and now that I guess now a lot of the like the NHL and the NBA and more specifically are in a different situation than other leagues, right? Because they were already in like the heart of the season. There wasn't much games left, so I I don't know if it's worth them coming back. Do I miss sports 100%? I miss watching the Raptors play. I miss all that stuff. But, like, you got to take into consideration that they need to do, like, I guess a second training camp. And they're saying, I'm speaking, I guess, for the NBA, they're saying a minimum three to four weeks until the players, our bodies are ready to play uh, a a basketball game, right? Because you also want to avoid injuries. These guys haven't, a lot of the guys don't have courts in their homes and they haven't been able to play up until recently where. I believe in certain areas, um, training facilities have been opened up where uh, at one point it was one player at a time can go shoot shoot a basketball and warm up and stuff like that. Um, I think they're slowly like um, reducing those restrictions on how many people can be in a training facility. But like you also got to take into consideration the, what, how the players feel, right? Um, a lot of players might not want to play or feel like they want to be at risk to their kids at home or their wives or other family members and stuff like that. So I, I just don't know if it's worth it. And like the Shane said, like asterisks, asterisks this, asterisks that. I, I just don't know if it's it's worth bringing a season back um, just to finish the season at this point in the year. And it's like the the trickle effect to next year and when what when will next season start? What will this what will it even look like? I know. Um, I, I think I saw a bunch of GMs or all the GMs in the NBA got um, a survey with different position like different ways the season can resume. And I guess they're gonna see like I guess what they're saying, but I, I don't know. It's it's tough, man. I, and, I, and I know there's a lot of money still to be made just for being broadcast on television. But like, uh, this is a, we're talking about like these corporations that have already have like billions of dollars. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know if it's worth it. I know what I want. Like, obviously, I want to see sports, but I, I'd say more so than anything. Like, I could take, I could take a, a season lost for the Leafs because they're still young and they're still building. They're still yeah. not quite in their prime, and it for doesn't sure. bother me as much because you've got a lot of years left. Um, and honestly, they weren't having a great season anyways. They were very inconsistent this year. So, like, I, I, I almost feel like if we don't resume NHL, then... It's better off for them? It's I'm not going to say it's better off, because obviously, like, like getting them more experience, having another playoff run, you never know what can happen in the playoffs. Yes, they've been inconsistent, but they would be healthy again. Jake Muzzin would be back in the lineup and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Might all have given them points. space to, to, to get their chemistry together, right? Like, you could have a completely different turn of, of of chemistry now that they've had more time to kind of bond with one another whether that's you know over facetime or, or whatever they're using to kind of keep in communication so yeah i think for me it's more so they're youthful they're super young and so i'm not concerned about not seeing their prime years because they're going to be competitive for the for the for the next five to however long years austin matthews is going to be a maple leaf right so i'm not really worried about the leafs they're kind of on the side it's the Raptors that I think are most impacted because they were having such a good season, but they're also an aging team defending yeah. a championship. We knew that this was going to be a year where there was potentially their last run. So, you know, they could come back and be a good team again next year. And I think they will be because I think the Raptors have a good foundation and a lot of the players that have stepped up this year and Terrence Ross, uh, sorry, not Terrence Ross. Um, Norm Powell? No, yeah, Norm Powell stepping up. Um, Terrence um, Davis Jr. Sorry, who did you just mention? Terrence, Terrence Davis, Davis, thank you. Yeah. Not Terrence Ross. I almost said Terrence Ross again. Uh, <laughs> Terrence Davis, yeah. Like you had, you had youth step up that shows that your system works, but the foundation of your of your championship team is getting older and are on expiring contracts. Kyle yeah. Lowry, Serge Ibaka. So you and don't Marcus quite, yeah. Marcus Hall, yeah. So you don't quite know what you're going to get going into next year. You could have a really really competitive team again, but they may not be the same caliber of contender as they were this year. And you know make your arguments whoever you want if you're an, a sports analyst, but the Raptors were contenders again this year, right? Going mm-hmm. into into COVID. And, and that was despite injury, and that was despite losing Kawhi Leonard, and that was despite so many different things going wrong for that team that we had seen their roster completely like formed so few times. So it almost feels it almost feels like a letdown that we won't actually get to see what the Raptors would be able to achieve without Kawhi Leonard. And even if the season does come back, 
Yes, they might be healthy and stuff like that, but aging bodies are also going to be impacted by downtime more significantly than younger bodies might um, in the time frame that we're in right now. So if there was one league that I hope came back, it would be the NBA. I could deal with the NHL um, you know, losing the season just based on where the Leafs are at in, in their in their development as a team. So in terms of whether it should happen, I don't think so. Like obviously money talks and, and none of the leagues want to lose a season or awarding a champion. Um, and they've already dealt with, you know, three months of, of, of nothing happening and no television and, 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 and nothing really to show for um, the, the peak time of, of, of every single year um, in the playoffs and, and during the stretch of the home stretch of the season. So I don't think it should be a thing. I think without fans, it's going to feel significantly different. And, you know, even if you get a, a championship awarded in an empty stadium, that's going to be a kind of a weird feeling. If you look at the way that the Raptors got to celebrate last year with people running on the court, um, being in the Bay Area and seeing the, the the outburst of support from Canadians that were living in the Bay Area, like there's there's nothing that's going to be able to emulate that this year, really. So it even if we do see a season resume, it's going to come back in such a modified capacity that it's not going to have the same sense of of excitement that I think sports has. One hundred percent. When you have a full stadium of fans, right? Yeah. And then even even more so for baseball, because you know we're talking about twenty thousand fans in the stands for 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 um, basketball and for hockey. Baseball is sitting like fifty, sixty thousand in a sold out in a sold out stadium at, at Rogers Center. You're talking like. I think it's high forties, um, low fifty thousands that you're you're getting attendance wise, right? So yeah. you're getting nobody in the stands, and that will change the energy of of a big home run or a big strikeout or whatever it might be, pretty significantly. Um, and if I think about games like the bat flip game, like what was able to be accomplished in that game was feeding off of the energy of the of the stadium, right? So if you yeah. don't have if you don't have the stadium fueling your team, nothing will really feel like a home game. And nothing will quite feel like an away game. So you kind of get this weird neutral area where both teams are fighting on pretty even turf. So there's just there's a lot of variables, obviously. I miss sports. I want it back. But I also want it to come back in a capacity where we're going to be able to enjoy it the way that we did before. And that just might not be possible this year. And then on top of that, I mean, players, they want you. I want them to be safe. I don't want guys to come back and potentially get COVID and be in a situation where their careers are compromised or where they're in a position where they can't come back and, and guys that are in their mid twenties or late twenties get long term health um, um, effects because, you know, the MLB or the NHL or, or the NBA couldn't sacrifice an extra um, 30 games to finish out the season. So there's just so much to kind of dive into and talk about, but I think collectively all of us pretty much agree is that we want to see it back, but we don't necessarily agree that it's the right thing for it to come back. Right. Yeah, like I, I would, I would say so, man. It just, I, I, I would love to watch basketball right now. It'd be a dream come true. Like I believe, like, like we said earlier, it'd be like essentially. I think the the break between the conference finals to the finals right now potentially, because um, I saw a bunch of uh, Instagram posts regarding Kawhi playing the Bucks and that post where he made like that really mean face. Um, I saw that today. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like. Like even if they were to, I know there's a lot of talk right now, but like of like virtual fans or like emulating the noise of fans, but like at the same time, they might not even be at their own home court, you know. So like, is there even a point to like, like how do you dictate? I guess who's home? It's I don't know. It's just it's weird. The whole thing is just super weird, man. I think I would love to see a rise of weird sports in the absence of professional sports. Like, give me more darts. Give me cornhole. Give me that game where there's the two balls on the string and you have to throw it over the post. Like, give me games that you can socially distance and still have fun. Like, give us something that has some sort of competitive nature or anything like that. Like, I've got MasterChef Australia, so I'm still living my competitive life as I watch that and rupaul's drag race but there definitely is a void that that's missing from even casually watching sports so i i since our last podcast i've gone back and watched multiple 30 for 30s on different events in sporting history because the sport like sports just haven't been there like i watched the one on dennis rodman i watched the one on the collapse of the xfl the trade of wayne gretzky from the oilers to the kings um, and I have one that I've lined up to watch about Miami University in the 80s and what that did. So sport definitely is something that excites me, even though I watch it casually. So there definitely is a void there. 
Ima- like, can you imagine like that shot, Kawhi's shot in against Philadelphia with no fans? Like, <laughs> there was a photo of that. Did you see I, that photo? Yeah, there's a bunch of photos with like uh, I guess Photoshop doctored images of uh, specific like I guess big moments in sports with empty with empty seats. It's just weird, man. Yeah, the backflip game. If we weren't there, Shane. Oh yeah, <laughs> Thanos snapped out of the whole stadium. Like, yeah, for real. Holy I wonder if Thanos has an argument right now for coronavirus because technically we'd all be able to socially distance a little bit better. Hmm. Well, that's true. Like, if if they're allowing stores and stuff to like have socially distance like customers, why can't you just have, in some capacity have social distance uh, fans in in at least so at least there's at least some people watching. I think it's tough to enforce though because like like how why why come, though what why because do people you... because people can't police themselves man like like I think this weekend was a perfect example like if you give a little people will take a lot like if you look at how busy Trinity Bellwoods was yesterday in the city and you know the city's let up in some in some specific ways about how people can go about you know uh, um being out and about and it feels like things are starting to become a little bit less strict i i agree i agree with second so i think if you just think about that in 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 an an encapsulated space in high energy moments with people that are going to be sitting still within arm's reach of one another like if you hit that Kawhi leonard shot and people around you are seeing that happen for the first time people are going to touch people are going to high five people are going to hug it's just the nature of that excitement and i think it's just something that's natural to us right like i can't imagine being in that situation the three of us were watching it together last year we were high-fiving we were hugging we were crying in each other's arms and uh how do you do that in a COVID? I just think I, I just think it's not impossible for them to do it if they really wanted to. Um, essentially, like I mean, not like what do you say? I would say maybe five seats between people, unless you're with someone. And if you are going to the game, they check your temperature before you go inside. I don't know, man. Like it could, I think it could be done, and there will be security slash police, so people can't be stupid about it. Yeah, I think it's just tough. I just I think it's just tough to enforce, and I think that. To, to to reintroduce fans in that way, but have fan interaction be so limited that it doesn't feel like you're even being you're even there with the people that you want to be with. Um, that that makes it tough. Like it, it, it's it's you're getting a little bit out of it. You definitely get to have fans in the seats, but fans don't get to have the experience of what it's like to be able to go to a ball game or watch a playoff game because the environment is going to be so much more subdued and, and, and strict because you're not going to be able to do the same things that we're used to doing. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's doable. I don't disagree with you. I think you could take the right measures to do it, but I don't know if the measures that you take and the results that you get from those measures are, 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 are worth impact. Yeah. Or are going to be fulfilling to the people that are paying $150. The reason that you go to a game and you pay $200 for a seat in the playoffs is because you want to be part of that playoff atmosphere. That's going to be, you know, that's going to be taken out of the building. If there's only, a quarter of the same amount of people that are there and you can't really interact with the people closest to you. So yeah. it's going to be tough. And I, and I think that that might be the, 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 the short-term future for sports, right? Like hopefully by the time the next season rolls around, there's fans allowed in the buildings and maybe under, you know, less strict measures, but it in seems some like, capacity, yeah. yeah, this might just be the case. They might have to do like that, that Sony uh, press conference where you just superimpose heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't I don't see it being any different in the uh in, in any in any different capacity. So it's tough, it's tough to say. And then I mean we can get into this conversation another time, but I was thinking about it today, like we have this conversation about whether championships have asterisks because of, you know, one thing or another, whether it was cheating, cough cough, Houston Astros. Um mm-hmm. Or whether it's injuries. because of a shortened season, injuries. There's, there's, we even talked about the Raptors and people trying to detract from the Raptors' run last year because KD was injured and because yeah. you know Clay came out of Game Six. So you think about all the people that are going to be wanting to jump onto that idea that you you won under these circumstances um, in a shortened season specifically. You kind of run into that. I don't think athletes care. A championship is a championship, but like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to be that team. You know what I mean? Like, especially if if I'm thinking about like the Leafs to to win their first championship in 67 years, and people detract from that by being like, "Well, it happened in a shortened season." <laughs> you grind out the 82 games. Like that would be such a shitty way to experience that first first championship, rather than being able to have it where there isn't any asterisk or there isn't any kind of 
caveat to the fact that you know they're the best team on the planet or the best team in their league, right? So, do you think you'd be less enthused about them winning if it was a certain year? No, I wouldn't be. But like you know that there's going to be people that are in cities that are jealous of us winning a championship. Well, fuck that noise, like, right? You guys didn't fucking do it. Well, here's the closest example I have, right? So we think back to 2012, 2013, the last time there was a half season lockout in the NHL. Chicago ended up winning that year, if I'm not mistaken. I, they had won multiple championships within a certain stretch, so you can't really detract because I think it's it's hard to make an argument that, that Chicago wasn't the best team in hockey at that point in time. Yeah. But if you had a team that was an eight seed that only snuck in because they caught fire at the end of their season or they won three or four games in a like row. After a lockout. Yeah, yeah, after a lockout, like – for me, you're still the be- you still have to beat the best teams to be able to get in. But I'll use an example of last year. Washington started off in, in baseball. Washington started off um, really bad. Like they were not in a playoff position for a significant portion of the season up until I believe the the middle of or the end of May. They were one of the worst teams in the league, and they were at the bottom of their division or tied for the bottom of their division. And then in the second half, they caught fire, and they were the best offensive team in baseball. They made a wild card. Uh, bid and then they ended up beating the Dodgers they ended up beating um, the, the Cardinals and they ended up winning the World Series over the Houston Astros in seven games right in a shortened season if you only had 82 games last year the Washington Nationals probably don't even make the wild card and even though they had that momentum behind them there's probably not enough time in the season to be able to actually see that through and let them become the team that they ended up becoming to win the championship right so it's really hard to say man like I don't have I don't think it takes away from it but at the same at the same token, like I could see why it doesn't necessarily feel as fulfilling because there are a lot of what ifs when you lose games in a season. There's so many different um, outcomes that can happen, and once yeah. you're in the playoffs, it's it's anything goes really, right? Yeah. No, you're all fair points, and that's why I think there a lot of the leagues are are that are in this situation, specifically again the NBA and the NHL are 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 thinking about different ways of returning, right? Not necessarily your typical like, oh, let's just continue the season or more so do like a round robin or like tournament style like playoffs where every team is in it type thing or a certain amount of teams more than your traditional 16. You know what I mean? So I I like that they are trying to get creative because I, I don't think resuming the season and just continue makes sense if it's if it's going to if it's going to affect next year because I think that's also on play, right? They don't want to they want to lessen the effects of when the season starts next year. So there's a lot of different variables that they have to consider. What I do like though, from a championship standpoint is like, if you look at the NHL's proposal, the idea that they're including more team. Okay. So here's a scenario. Leafs were in a position, a playoff position when, uh, when the season ended and they were fighting for third spot in the Atlantic. And I think they, I have to check the standings, but I'm pretty sure they were the eighth seed in the Eastern conference. Right. So if they ended, and they went with the typical playoff format. The Leafs are playing, if I'm not mistaken, Tampa. Boston. I thought it was Tampa. No, no, no. Boston was head of the Atlantic Division. So they would have been playing Boston. We would have lost in the first round. Again. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker. But you cut off the teams that could have been chasing that could have potentially overcome Boston. I think of a team like Florida that was right there with the Leafs, a point behind them with, I think, a game in hand. Um, and you potentially take out a team that could be more threatening to Boston because you know, we both know that the Leafs are not threatening to Boston, and every time they have a chance, they fucking blow it. But yeah. you, you, you omit a team that could make a difference, right? So I like that the NHL is is you know maybe the argument could be made that maybe they're expanding a little bit too much, but um, but the idea that they're doing a twenty four team playoff um, uh, format or, or or bracket allows you to incorporate teams that if you added an extra thirty games to the season or the extra twenty or whatever was left over. They actually that those twenty games may have been a difference in terms of who was seated where and who would have played who. So I like that. Like I think that if the season gets adjusted, then you have to adjust your approach to playoff structure, mm-hmm. and that makes sense to me. If you went in and your playoff structure was unaffected, and you're like, too bad, so sad, you weren't in a playoff position when the season ended, you don't get a chance to play in with the with the other teams that happen to be where they were at that point in the season, right. I think that's a different conversation. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like for example, like I was mentioning earlier, the, the there's four options. Apparently GMs in the NBA were, were, I guess, surveying around the four options were 16 teams directly to playoffs. So wherever you seated one to eight from both divisions or conferences, playoffs start. And then there's one that they call playoff plus featuring 18, 20, 
22 or 24 teams, depending on what they decide on. So more than your traditional 16 teams. So I guess those teams that are were in the playoff race that weren't necessarily clinched have a chance of uh, doing doing something in that scenario. And then there's also uh, the scenario where you just resume the regular season with all 30 teams. You play out the rest of the season. And then there's also the option where it says resume regular season play with all 30 teams plus play-in, which I don't necessarily understand what that means, but um, yeah, like, they're, I, I think I think to, to me, the two that make the most sense are the 16 teams directly to the playoffs or the playoff plus featuring 18, 20, 22, or 24 teams if you want to make it, like, get creative and have some fun with it, but you, you also want to consider, like I said, the interest of time, right? So, what, like... I, it, I like the idea of, uh, you know what, I, I honestly... This sucks, but in terms of sports having to get creative and maybe taking a look, an honest look at what playoff formats look like and, you know, what an ideal season looks like. If I think about baseball and the debate about whether 162 games is too long, if you can have a really, really, um, you know, revenue filled, successful season with maybe 120 games rather than 162 games, that's a pretty good thing and when i think about it because there's a good possibility that maybe the mlb makes a change to shift to something that's a little bit more player friendly and supports a shorter season right or a different playoff format i really don't like the playoff format in the nhl right now it just it kind of sucks because you get some really really high tier matchups out of the out of the uh out of the out of the way early on you get some of the best teams playing one another early on and that sucks um so i wish they would adapt and maybe change that and the 24 team playoff does that a little bit right like it, it takes out that idea that you have to play interdivision and two teams that could be on the cusp of leading their division end up having to play in the first round and if you're in a weaker division it's the same rules that that never quite made sense to me and i don't love that that format so they're at least challenging themselves to see how things might work a little bit differently divisional realignment all that kind of stuff all the stuff that they're talking about in the mlb as well mm-hmm. but having teams play that would never play each other um that's all very interesting to me because I think it, it it's really inspiring the owners and the players association and, and, and the commissioners to try to adjust and, and, and make things better and maybe a little bit more sensical in the long run. Two yeah. Or three years down the line. Yeah. Cause like if there's anything that any of these leagues wanted to try and, or was like wanted to try at some point, do it now, do it now. 100%. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Throw it out yeah. there. See what happens. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and then you adjust from there. There's a lot of rule changes in baseball that I know that they've been trying to employ for a long period of time, like having the universal TH. There's a lot of talk about them potentially trying to bring that out earlier or potentially next year. Um, so we don't know. Like Now is the time to kind of see when, when things may work or when they may not work, and then yeah. you can always revert down the line because there's going to be caveats to this season no matter how you approach it at this point, right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Obviously, we're not quite there yet. We don't quite know whether there's going to be, you know, substantial news, but it does sound like the proper conversations around even just like border control and what it's going to look like for athletes to travel from one country to another. Yeah, if they do play in a different country. I know that that's a big topic of discussion as well. So there's a lot to still be figured out here. Um, but it's definitely compelling to think about all of the possibilities that can kind of, kind of come out of uh, this, the situation that we're in right now. And we'll kind of see where it lands. Hopefully a month or two from now, we're able to talk about the the two-time defending NBA championship. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors and the yeah. young and up-and-coming Toronto Maple Leafs who lose to the Boston Bruins for the fourth time in eight years. I, I um, do I do think they're going to announce something relatively soon, like in the next couple of weeks, I think. I, don't, I can't, well, I think I can't you, see them risk losing it, right? Like yeah, they, they like, I, the time. I can't see them like prolonging it any longer. I mean, we're all, it's almost June, you know? Yeah. For sure. So we'll see. We'll have uh, we'll have more discussions about this. We'll definitely dive into it if it does become a thing. Um, and then hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we have not only news about sports, but we know about the PS5 and Jack and Daxter's reboots. And yeah, just real so quick much. before we wrap up, um, I have so Summer Game Fest, June 9th, June 11th and June 22nd are some things to look out for so on the 9th of june there is steam game festival summer edition so play uh i guess upcoming steam games um and then on the 11th of june you have uh cyberpunk 2077 and ea play um both on that day and then you have uh on the 22nd of june you have a developer showcase um showing a bunch of uh 
I guess, indie games and larger scale projects as well. So June. So my thought, my thought is that we see, uh, we see Sony in the next three weeks. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't think it's going to be much longer. I don't think it can be much longer. So hopefully sooner rather than later. All right. Cool. Cool. Thanks for joining us again a little bit longer than usual today, but we obviously had a lot to talk about, even though Gabby said he had a boring week that turned into a very busy week that included uh, <laughs> many things. Um, well, check us out again on Thursday. We're going to have the third part of Survive and Endure out on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we've been seeing a lot of success with that. So thank you, everybody, that's been giving us a lot of great feedback around the the new podcast. Um, obviously, it's something that we're enjoying doing. Uh, enjoying doing. It's a really, really great game. And we're just on the cusp of the sequel coming out. So please... Um, subscribe if you haven't, uh, give us a listen, give us a review, um, cause we, uh, we can use all the momentum that we, that we can possibly take as we get into the last of us part two's release month. So thanks everybody for listening. If you haven't checked it out already, check us out on all of the major streaming slash podcast networks. We'll see you next week again for another weekly special, um, quarantine isolation. part six yeah. isolation special. Yeah. Part seven. And, uh, and third. Okay, man. Whatever we want, whatever we want to call it. Okay, a new hope. I'm just joking. And uh, and part three of Surviving a Drill will be out on Thursday. And then check us out in the near future because we've got some other great podcasts that we are working on that we will hopefully be able to announce in the near future. And our Instagram is the slice to. And it's cool. been a slice, guys. I'm back. I get to actually say something. Let's get it. Bring All back right. sex doll soccer. Let's get it. It's 2020. Bye, guys. Bye.